This is part two with Street Called Straight, Scott Frankfurt. Here's Apple of My Eye from the album Heart Song. And you're down there as producer of this project. Who did you have helping you? I mean, was this like, you're just handling this, right? I had no idea how 
how much production would be a part of my life back then. I started out wanting to be a studio musician. I wanted to be a drummer. I got through college playing the drums. Um, and that's why I think I took to the drum machine because there really were two camps. Drummers that said, anathema, you know, this is terrible. Don't, don't do the drum machine. And then drummers that said, yeah, let's do this. To the point where I actually appeared at the local 47 to a room full of drummers trying to show them an Oberheim DMX and say, don't be scared. You, you can do this better than, than the keyboard guys. You guys should embrace this. And it was, you know, it was not met 100% with, you know, <laughs> love. But um, so, yeah. so the synth experience um, was definitely a love of mine. Um, I loved song. And I, there, I was starting to pay attention to like who my favorite drummers were and who the producers were that were doing it. And there is no school you go to to become a producer in that sense. We use that term today to describe someone who kind of spearheads a song with a drum machine and a lyric, and that's a producer. But that's not what it classically is. Classically, a producer is in charge of the record. Mm. And um, I just loved, even in the early days playing drums in bands, I just always had an arranger's head, and I wanted my parts to lock with the bass. I wanted my parts to lock with the guitar. And I was thinking about more like an orchestrator than a drummer. And thankful, you know, to my teachers that helped me to think that way. So good producers always use the best musicians they can find. Mm -hmm. And that was uh, a lesson that was, was learned, I think, early enough for me to take advantage of, even on this first record. Oh. And um, I had um, some nice relationships with, like I said, because of the calling card from Insonic Corp., I met a lot of the best musicians, and so I had opportunity to invite them to be part of the project. Oh, let's hear so, who is on yeah, there. Yeah, so like on the on the second record, um, we have you know Rose Stone from Sly and the Sa Family Stone singing on background <laughs> vocals. We have you know Edgar Winter on one of our records is doing uh, a, an organ solo, and he's um, now with Toto. Did you say? Oh no, that's Warren Ham, who's oh, another oops. good friend of mine. Okay. On our last record, um, there's a, the title cut, Saints in the Light. Um, it has a duet, a vocal duet with Warren Ham, who's uh, been a good friend of mine since the early days. And uh, yeah, he's a formidable musician. He started out in Kansas, actually, mm. the band Kansas, was in Toto for a time, um, spent years with Donna Summer and, um, and others, and then um, now is back in Toto. They're on tour right now, and he's also in Ringo Starr's band. Oh. Uh, and we were you know, Bible study buds for the longest time. And um, he's a he's a wonderful man of God and um, love his family. And actually, I, I produced some stuff with his daughter, Rachel, mm -hmm. uh, Rachel Talbot. She's a very strong artist. And so, so those guys added so much to the production. And again, it was just really, I mean, it really was a blessing to be able to just have those phone numbers and talk to those people and oh, yeah. interact with them. And there were some key men in my life that were legit experienced producers, men like Jeremy Lubbock, who uh, produced some great stuff for Barbara Streisand, Mervyn Warren, mm -hmm. uh, wonderful, you know, from Take Six. Yeah. Um, and um, Dennis Lambert is another man who he wrote, Dennis Lambert wrote, uh, Ain't No Woman Like the One mm -hmm. I Got. So, and, and, and dozens, dozens of hit songs. And so Dennis, I modeled this studio that we're sitting in right now after his studio in Encino. Mm -hmm. um, and and er, er, I learned so much from him. I met Christopher Cross through him. Mm -hmm. And so my my productions with Christopher and, and others largely were are, are, are standing on the shoulders of 
of guys like that who were generous. Uh, Peter Wolf comes to mind. Um, Peter had monster hits in the 80s and 90s. Um, we Built This City um, and all of those types of songs. Um, so those guys were very generous. Um, Peter, in fact, got me on the first Pointer Sisters record, and um, it was like, Here's a synclavier. Good luck. <laughs> it was like, all right, I don't know exactly what to do, but where's the kick drum? You know. And um, Peter was very generous, though. He gave me a break and a shot. Um, so did uh, Jason Sheff, I mentioned from Chicago. I, um, we're we're working again more and more these days, but back then we were working a little bit together too. Uh, I learned so many production things from from those guys. So there's one humorous story um, about Jesus saves on the album. It's called "To Save You." And um, it's a straight-up, you know, gospel song influenced heavily by, you know, the people that that, that Joad loved. Um, and she loved a lot of vintage, you know, Shirley Caesar and, and all those great, great gospel singers mm-hmm. that, that were doing the real stuff. Anyway, we were producing the record, and we thought, hey, let's do this little you know, vignette thing, like, you know, all the big pop records we're doing. Um, you'll hear footsteps. You hear somebody walking down the street, and we'll do the Foley. You know, we'll, 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 I remember her walking on this little stone step, you know, trying to get the footsteps and shuffling along. And you hear in the distance, you hear like this gospel revival, you know, black gospel thing happening in the distance. And you're kind of intrigued, and you're walking towards it, and it's getting louder and louder and louder and louder. And you're getting closer, and all of a sudden, the doors bash open, and you're hearing, following Jesus, following Jesus, right? And so we were so proud of this intro. <laughs> and we thought, this is the coolest thing ever. And um, and then it goes into a halftime version. So we're, we're here, and then it ends up... So we were very proud of this. And we needed background singers. So I call uh, uh, my friend Howard McCrary. Mm-hmm. Howard is, look him up. He's a crazy notable um, arranger um, and incredible musician. Maybe one of the best gospel organists I've ever heard in my life. But anyway, all that to say, we invited him over and we're talking about background vocals because he's going to arrange and bring everything together. And um, he walks in and we're so proud of this intro and I'm like winking at Joe she's <laughs> winking at me and we play this thing and he's just standing there holding his chin like this and we're playing you hear the footsteps you know and then you hear we play it for him play the intro he gets to the end of the song he's smiling so big and we're going what do you think of that intro that intro was really cool he goes yeah I wrote that song you wrote that song for Shirley Caesar? Yeah, I played on it, too. And we were just like, okay, we know nothing. We're complete crazy people. But anyway, I always loved the song. I always thought um, it had a, it had a, it has a great message and is um, put together in a nice way. So, yeah, number six from the second album, Heart Song, To Save You.
music you hear on Frontline Rewind episodes is available on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, and our own website, frontlinerecords.us. The number one person that um, was on, on that team and still is to this day is Doug Ryder, 
who, um, okay, remember Boston? Mm -hmm. More than a feeling. Okay, so he's listed as one of the engineers on that record, and I was fortunate enough to meet him in our early songwriting days and uh, invited him to um, help me engineer that first record, and we've been, um, you know, Brother separated at birth ever since, and uh, he's the best man at at uh, sharing in my wedding. And um, and I and I have to say, um, you know, everything that's transpired um, uh, since then, all of those relationships, everything that we're able to do now, I have to shout out to my my beautiful bride Sharon mm -hmm. because uh, she's unique in the universe. Um, we um, we married in two thousand and eight. And um, had, um, you know, I was, I was, when I lost Jode in 2006, I despaired for life. I'm not going to lie about it. I definitely was, I remember one Christmas, December, you know, she, she died in September. And that Christmas I was standing over Diablo Dam up there in the Northwest. And I was with my pastor friend and all of that. But I was, I was looking down at that crevice thinking, you know, mm. What, what I'm feeling in my chest right now, it'd be a lot easier to just like kind of take one step right off of this thing and end up in the snow. That's really how I felt. And it was, it was quite frankly, it was sinful, but, but that was the emotional state I was in. And, you know, cut to 2008 and um, I'm literally on eHarmony trying to figure out how am I ever going to do this again, but I cannot be single. Mm. I had a wonderful marriage to a, a vibrant life. And and 18 years of ministry, you know, over at Grace with, with Joe that was really fulfilling and all of those things. And I just didn't, you know, quite frankly, and I'm just a guy, so I didn't know how to function. Um, and so I'm I'm figuring, well, if I if I do this eHarmony thing, it'll be safe. And maybe I'll luck out and, um, and maybe a year from now I could address this topic. And mm -hmm. so ironically, um, and I know this is kind of off topic, but ironically, the only reason I met this precious person is because on my profile, I put Jode's a picture of the two of us because I felt I needed to be upfront about the widower situation. Mm -hmm. And um, she's in Arizona and she's clicking through guys in LA and just deleting them. <laughs> and she stops and goes, now what kind of bozo dude has his <laughs> ex-wife on his profile page? <laughs> and I, thank God. Um, uh, she stopped and said, oh, she's really pretty. Oh, oh, she's died. Okay. So she paused just long enough to make that initial contact. And then, of course, I came to know this generous Christian woman who, who we fell in love and she completely understood and, and didn't make – it was as natural as we're sitting here that she was able to accommodate in her heart, not just me, but me and my past and my history, mm -hmm. you know, and everything that had gone on there. And so uh, that and the fact that the uh, her profile had said – she was cute as a bug and said um, – <laughs> Last, last book I read, you know, Postmodernism by Bobby Brewer or whatever. And I said, okay, that's a cool book. <laughs> I want to meet this beautiful blonde hairdresser from Arizona who reads about postmodernism. And this is someone I want to hang with. <laughs> so, anyway, but I, I say all that to say that I, we probably wouldn't be having this discussion in this studio today or, or, you know, I wouldn't have had much of a life or a career um, ongoing if it wasn't just for the size of her heart and, um, and everything that she brings to our our current business, you know, the the recording studio out here. So very happy for yeah. both of you. Yeah, thank you, thank you. So I, I I've been I've been blessed more than most people, you know, uh, with two amazing amazing partners in my life. Mm -hmm. So 
that's an important part, I guess, of my personal story. But as yes. it relates to Street Called Straight, you know, I, I, I definitely feel like God's been in charge from day one, you know, taking us on a path. And um, music's always been a common thread. But even though I thought music was everything, he's everything. And, and we're getting shaped into the image of Christ. And, and that's what all of it ultimately is really about. Yes. And so, you know, when it came to, to music making, you know, we always felt that um, it wasn't about um, uh, nailing the formula, even though we knew the formula backwards and forwards. It's how we got our publishing deal. You know, mm-hmm. we knew the formula, but we just wanted to be creative and do interesting things. And you see that in a lot of the songs where all of a sudden, like if you listen to um, on the second album on Heart Song, um, there's a song there that's um, nice um, duet with uh, Philip Bailey. Mm-hmm. That song, it's called Pick Up the Pieces. That song um, and Apple of My Eye, both of those really had um, an energy to them. Apple of My Eye was kind of the up-tempo pop mm-hmm. single. Um, but Pick Up the Pieces was one of those just random encounters, you know, the the, the art of the encounter. And I, I just happened through through that sound design period, run into to um, Earth, Wind, and Fire, as I mentioned. And, mm-hmm. and so that turned into a conversation with Philip and the L.A. riots had just happened. And there was a lot of strange emotions going on in the city. And everyone, a lot of musicians, a lot of songwriters were thinking, how do we express this? Mm-hmm. So Joda wrote a song. Um, Philip graciously uh, accepted to do the duet, and um, yeah, it's it's really a it's really fun to hear them singing together. Well, let's hear it right now. Let's pick up the pieces from the second Street Called Straight album, Heart Song.
Records.us, we have all kinds of goodies. Artist bios, links to all the music, and a free music offering when you sign up for the newsletter. Check it out. Frontlinerecords.us. That was Pick Up the Pieces. A little co we had a feature artist, Philip Bailey, famous for his group. Uh, Earth, Wind, and Earth, Fire. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yes. Uh, I want to say, well, Richard Souther shows up on a song, Heart Song, right? Yes. Yes. Um, tell us about Richard and your relationship with him and how he ended up on that. Song. Absolutely. Uh, Richard Souther is a formidable artist, um, beloved by many. He brought me in on the Twyla Paris Sanctuary album. He's a phenomenally gifted musician and producer with an amazing story himself. Um, and he's, um, known for, for many different eras of music and, and things like that. And, um, I got to collaborate with him on a few albums um, that he was signed to Sony at the time um, after his um, very successful new age music genre run and um, after the Twilight Paris years and all the things that he did, um, he toured with, um, I want to say, Anne Herring mm-hmm. uh, and, and others that were you know mainstays in the, in the Christian music scene back in the day, mm-hmm. as well as all the modern stuff he was doing. Um, one album was called Vision, um, and it was the music of Hildegard von Bingen, and it was a smash uh, record out of New York, um, kind of an instrumental and almost chant-like, but with his special brand of of um, instrumentation and whatnot. And anyway, so we were kind of attached to the hip for a while, and we're still very good friends, and, and I love Richard. Um, but he um, was someone that I thought, what would happen if this very touching tribute to Jody's mom uh, met the the musical sensibilities of Richard Souther mm-hmm. and he, he accepted and he did the arrangement mm-hmm. for a heart song. And that was, um, again, we didn't have like orchestra budget. So, <laughs> so Richard brought, you know, the, an orchestration that even though it was, um, synth based, uh, it was just, it was just lovely and could be, you know, instantly scored for orchestra, that type of thing. So that's a touching song. So, um, yeah, so Richard, and then there's another another friend who was instrumental throughout these first couple of records, um, great guitarist, because I don't play guitar at all. Um, I can play piano, I can certainly play drums, but um, and synths and stuff, but I always depended on great guitarists. And one of my dear friends, Basil Fung, he's, uh, he was in Janet Jackson's band for mm-hmm. a while, and just a... Uh, uh, like I say, a formidable force in the guitar world. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's still doing great stuff. Um, and um, he guested on uh, 
a fun song that that shows a side of Street Called Straight that was um, a little campy, mm-hmm. a little humorous. Um, it's called Can't Keep Me Away. Uh, it's our ode to marital bliss. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> back in the, our, our 90s, marital bliss. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think I think that'd be kind of fun to hear to hear Basil on that song. He does a really nice job on that. And and there's there's a lot of tongue-in-cheek cuteness. Our, our nieces and nephews love this song. Okay, here's a, here's our ode to Marital Bliss, Can't Keep Me Away by Street Called Straight. to everything. I won't skydive. If I can't walk, I- 
However, I would take one of those swamp crabs. There's something about a swamp craft in there, yeah. and uh, that always got our nieces and nephews. And anywhere we played that song, everyone said, "Do the swamp craft song," <laughs> you know, because there's kind of some cute, cute angles in there. We mm-hmm. used to have a lot of fun. Joan had a crazy sense of humor, really, really ironic and fun. Yeah, shows up in tell. some of the tunes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love the bungee jumping exactly. part in this song. Exactly. Yes. Everyone <laughs> identifies with some mm-hmm. sport mentioned in that song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. But we were definitely, uh, our roots were in uh, a Sunday school called Marriage Builders. So we took, you know, building the marriage very seriously. (laughs) Yes. So in addition to, obviously you had a big role at Grace Church here, right here in L.A., in the Valley. Uh, How else did people find you, find find your music back in the day? After the first two albums on Frontline, uh, we released two more uh, independently on our own label called Bleach Bros Music Group. The third one, which was called um, Well in the Wilderness. And there's some very, very interesting transitional material on there. And then kind of the single on that one was Heaven is a Place. Um, and that's a very fun song talking about, you know, our our hearts reflecting what we were learning about heaven. And particularly Jody, she was so heavenly minded mm-hmm. and um, and the 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 future was always in view with her it was it was looking back on it it's 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 full you know a lot of pathos for me and a lot of a lot of reflection there but um there's no question that um she looked forward she was one of those that looked forward to heaven more than just about anyone i've ever met and i've 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 known people like this um but there was just no question and i th- i think as i said earlier her music and her lyrics tended to be a little on the melancholy, heavier side. I mean, with the exception of the occasional lark that, you know, like we listen to and Can't Keep Me Away, but most of these songs are, they're right out of her Bible study. They're sometimes right out of scripture, and um, but there's always a poetic nature to them. But she, um, she had a way... I don't know, like I say, a melancholy, a sadness that I just loved. I, I was ministered to by this. St- I couldn't wait when she would say, uh, honey, I've got something for you to hear. And it would be like, okay, this is going to be a good day, you know, and, and go and listen to the new song. And, um, and I felt the same way when she'd come in and hear what I'd try to do to it. And, you know, most of the time she, she appreciated what I was doing in the same, same way. So we always, we always got along that way, mm-hmm. you know. The hardest part, of course, is doing vocals with your wife. That's the hardest part because the same person that's sorting your socks is being told, hey, you can do better, do it again. And she's like, yeah, well, why don't you sort your own socks better and then maybe we'll have a conversation, you know. (laughs) So you need those, you need those, uh, you need those extra skills, I guess, if you're going to do music with your spouse. Mm -hmm. But, um, but that, that, that's something that um, I feel like on that record, we started to capture and you start to see more choir more worship songs oh, um, right. coming out. And that, that was happening because we were steeped very deeply in the ministry at Grace Church. I think we were doing about three sets a week. We were doing a Wednesday night service, a Sunday morning service, and um, you know probably a Bible study or something during the week. We were deeply, deeply involved and, and loving it and growing and um, being challenged. Um, so we were, we were definitely... 
that's what was in our heads. Um, so, so much of, of Jode's journaling and her devotions, you know, then all of a sudden a song pops out. And that's a very typical motif for, for Christian songwriters, no doubt about it. But I almost hesitate to say Christian songwriter because she, she didn't think of herself that way. We were just two married people who love the Lord and we're still doing music and this stuff is coming out. Mm -hmm. And of course we're going to do a record because that's what we do. Mm -hmm. We didn't know not how to make a record. We wouldn't know what to do. Sure. <laughs> and so... So that was um, a precious time. The yeah. name of that album again for listeners? Well in the Wilderness. And then after that, um, in the year uh, 2000, and, was it 2004, roughly, I think, um, our, our last record that we did together um, had some just wonderful, wonderful moments. One of the, my influences that I mentioned, Jeremy Lubbock, he, um, he had brought me in on Barbara Streisand gigs and the Whitney Houston gigs and mm -hmm. such. And he, he was one of the foremost string arrangers of our day. Um, he's now retired. He's in South Africa now. But um, he uh, was uh, wonderful and, and did the string arrangement for doxology, which is mm. – um, it's a sweeping theological ballad, but it's, it's one of those things that has a, has a, a beautiful orchestration. Um, there's a song here that has uh, – you know, we, we decided to leave the drum machine more and more over those last two records. Okay. And so – Drummers like Vinnie Colaiuta is playing drums on this album. And Abraham Laboreal Sr. is playing bass. <laughs> Edgar Winter is playing organ on a song or two. And so when you check out these records and you read the liner notes, you'll see there's just some real, real fun, fun guest appearances. And um, and I'll, I'll be honest, we were doing that for ourselves. We just had so much love for great musicians and like, okay, so we're doing a Double time horror in the middle of our song about, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, it was like completely, uh, uh, there's, there's some moments there where you go, what is going on? And then it comes back, you know, <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, but the point was always to see how, how we just didn't want to be derivative. I mean, we loved pop music. Pop music is derivative. It's mm -hmm. catchy. It's familiar. But there was always this longing, whether it was a melancholy longing or whether it was a God is great. Why can't our music be great? You know, going back to the why does the devil have all the good music? Mm -hmm. You know, we were we bought into like, yeah, he shouldn't. Let's how good can we make it? Mm -hmm. You know, and and we we brought as much as we could to it in the arranging and in and in the the ideas for the songs. And so a lot of that's reflected on on that last record. But I I have some. You know, the duet with Warren Ham, Saints in the Light, is probably mm. the one that I think captures the spirit of that um, Saints in the Light record, the title cut. Because I'd like of, to hear that. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. duet. So the, the album is called Saints in the Light, and this is the title song, Saints in the Light. Again, Street Called Straight. You can find it digitally. It wasn't on Frontline, but it is a wonderful album. And here we go, Saints in the Light.
thousand people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and we declare eternal praises for the gift of ages, Jesus Christ. We Chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and we declare eternal praises for the gift of ages, Jesus Christ.
Be sure to check out Frontline Records' YouTube channel for exclusive live performances recorded right here on our Frontline Rewind shows. I think I want to just, uh, I want to get into what you do now, your okay, studio, great. the sure. people you work with, that you sure. just have this rich, richness, yes. Um, so as we've heard, Scott, you have connected with so many people in the music industry, recognizable names from the 80s all the way to today. And I'm a big admirer of how you continue to grow and develop your craft of technology and production. And you've got this studio now, Scott Frankfurt Studios, right here in Woodland Hills, California. And you are working with some amazing, notable people. So even starting way back then, some of the names that you've provided for us, I really, go ahead and don't be shy about it. Tell <laughs> us who you've been uh, just honored to work with, because I know you would see it that way, um, in right here in your studio and just in as you've continued in this music journey. I, I appreciate that, Adele. Thank you. I, I, I'm definitely shy about that kind of thing, but um, <laughs> I'll be happy to, I'll do my best. Thank you. Maybe going from now backwards okay. uh, might be easier for me to, to keep it. Right now, I've had the, the joy of, I think we're on our fourth album with Sergio Mendez. Uh, Sergio has brought artists, you know, he collaborates at a very high level. So John Legend has been here um, and done a song. Janelle Monet came and did a song on, on the Magic album. Incredible musicians from Brazil that are very noted there. The um, opportunity to work with Christopher Cross, uh, even to this day, he's still putting out music. Mm -hmm. He's a Great, great artist. Um, I produced an entire album for him back in the day, but I, I continue to enjoy doing singles with him. Mervyn Warren and I mm. collaborated just recently on the new Manhattan Transfer record that's mm. about to come out uh, this okay. month, end of this month, I think on the 30th. I mixed that whole album. That was a great privilege. Right before that album, I mixed, there's a very famous bass player from The Weather Report. His name is Alfonso Johnson. He did a solo album called Metaphors, highly recommended. I also had the privilege of mixing that one. Right. There have been a few films. Um, Joyful Noise had um, Queen Latifah in it. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of the drumming on that one. Um, and Mervyn and produced And Mervyn produced it. that, mm -hmm. that's right. Mervyn also brought me in on um, the One Wish album that Whitney Houston did right before her death, our Christmas album. I mean, I've had the opportunity to work with Phoebe Snow, Back in the day, some wonderful uh, opportunities with artists that are young indies now that are coming up on the scene, like J.P. Sachs and a lot of Christian ministries, like um, Enfield is a band that comes to mind. They had a great run of albums, one of which uh, I got to produce for them that was really great. Uh, on, the, on the worship side of things, uh, Sovereign Grace Music has been doing some, some great work and... Um, I've had uh, the opportunity to mix some things, master some things for them. Um, so uh, there's uh, incredible musicians that have also been through here. Um, let's see. We've had the opportunity to work with Verdine White, the bass player uh, of Earth, Wind & Fire, on several projects. And um, even his wife, Shelley Clark, uh, is a, a wonderful uh, singer. Um, she has a band. Um, they, they had, oh my gosh, they had so many hits in the 70s. And mm -hmm. so we've been working with them some. And um, 
wonderful singers. Um, Shelly Clark I was was one of the Ikeettes, so she was in you know Ike's band and one of the singers back then. And um, uh, there's a and then another member of that band was in the Raylettes. So we've got Ikeettes and Raylettes. <laughs> <laughs> the Kardashians have been here. It's kind of controversial, but we had four out of five of the daughters here. Um, and um, we've had some very interesting voiceover people come through. Uh, Ed Asner, um, mm-hmm. you know, some of you might remember Ed, mm-hmm. uh, the, the voicing character of uh, of Up, and mm-hmm. you know Mary Tyler Moore Show and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And yes. he's a character. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a lot of fun. Um, Jason Sudeikis has come through uh, when we did some of the stuff for Angry Birds. Mm-hmm. Um, Boys to Men. I've done some cuts for Boys to Men. Um, Edgar Winner, uh, and yeah, there's a long list. I, I'm sure I'm leaving out some of the juicy ones, but I, I definitely know that um, we pinch ourselves all the time. We can't believe some of the people that come through here. Some of the top producers of the day, uh, uh, DJ Khalil uh, visited us a couple weeks ago. Kareem Riggins was here yesterday. Um, these are all some of the best of the best, you know, working on, he's working with Common right now. And, and so, and the musicians that come through are, they're just scary. I mean, I think of Scott Mayo doing the horn arrangements that he's doing here. Um, and uh, Paul Jackson Jr., one of the foremost guitarists. I mean, the list keeps going on and on and I feel kind of silly listing it, but it's, it's one of those things where like all my heroes have, a lot of them have been here. Abel Boreal Jr., the drummer in Paul mm-hmm. McCartney's band. Mm-hmm. He's a friend, sang at our wedding. How does that happen? <laughs> you know, and he comes in and plays. His, da- his dad, uh, Abe Sr., you know, one, one of the most recorded bass mm-hmm. players in history, comes through a lot. A lot of that has been uh, a sustained blessing, you know, and, and relates to something I didn't mention, which is after Ensonic, I continued kind of a record-only path for about seven years. And then a point in time came where the record business was kind of slowing down and it was trying to find itself, you know, as it, as it rolled into the internet era. And um, I went back into sound design with Spectrasonics. And Spectrasonics I worked for for 13 years as their VP of design. And what they do is they make virtual instruments. It's like software. Omnisphere is their flagship synth. Stylus RMX is their drum machine. Keyscape is the latest release for keyboards and Trillion for bass. And these plugins are used the world over. Mm. And um, I am very, very, very grateful and very proud to have partnered with Eric Persing and um, the team over there. And um, I still collaborate with them, but I'm no longer full-time. We are full-time at Scott Frankfurt Studio now for four years. And um, even though this studio I built in 94, it was private up until four years ago. It was only for production and things that we were doing but now you can get into scott frankfurt studio and uh, we're, we love to um work with everybody that you know the cu- types of people that i've mentioned but also if someone has a guitar and they're 16 years old and they're the real deal um we love to work with everybody mm, you know there's, know there's no question about it that there's a wide range of people that we love to have here I, i'm always looking for anyone that's doing it for the right reasons mm-hmm. Christian or not, do it for the right reasons, you know, um, and and have have a true heart to make the world a better place with music. That's what music does. That's why it's so important. That's why 
I'm still hooked and live and breathe music is because I, I feel like I'm maybe occasionally touching something that's very sublime and very important and um, not because of any great skill I have, but because of, you know, how God is shaping my life and how it just kind of reflects out. Hopefully, every now and again, we do something that will get a little goosebump, you know, and, and you feel like you've touched that. and So that's what's, what's you know, makes me happy to get up every day and, and do that. So so as, as a recording studio owner, we get to see people that are finding their journey. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've definitely um, walked a large portion of mine, and I'm grateful to see people just starting out, and I can see so many things that, you know, it, it, it's there's really anything new under the sun and and it's like everyone is um looking for that same same thing yes some are looking for recognition some are looking for wealth but most artists as insecure as we are are looking to connect to the power of music like the thing that makes music great is that it's coming from somewhere outside of you when you sit down and write a song and it's inspired that is not trivial that is not a small thing that's a big big deal and so whenever i'm producing somebody or whenever someone else is producing for someone here i'm just in support of that beautiful craft in that moment that's that's why we open the doors you know yeah so yeah and you said uh, you don't know how this has happened that you're connecting with all these but i can say that it's your character it is your passion your commitment uh, even when i asked hey could we get together for this little little bitty frontline records rewind oh. show immediate yes response love to and i was so blessed by that because you okay you had um who was it in here yesterday? <laughs> yeah, um, right, Sergio and Kareem. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You know, but you made time for me. And I oh, have a course. feeling you do that all the time for lots of people. And that is not forgotten. It means a lot. And so thank you for this time together. And thank you for all that you continue to do to um, help those who, yeah, have this something inside them. It needs to get out. It needs to be heard. And you have a big part of that. So um, thanks for on behalf of all the listeners of Frontline Records Rewind of taking this valuable time out in your beautiful studio. We're grateful. Everyone, if you haven't heard of Street Called Straight, this is one of the reasons I want to do this show. It's a gem. And I want you to take a listen. And you've got to hear some today. But it's available everywhere digitally. So check it out. Thank you, Adele. It's been a complete joy. Fly, fly.